Greetings, beautiful badass soul. You are listening to Stepping into the Light, a daily podcast with yours truly, Julia Treat. You can listen to my podcast on Podbean, iTunes, and Stitcher Radio. So first, I want to say thank you so much to listening to my podcast. It brings me joy to be able to reach so many people from all over the world and help you in any way that I can while you're on your journey here. And today I want to talk about how to move through grief with grace and ease. I had some recent loss of my own. And for those of you that follow my podcast, you remember or know that I lost my beloved little daisy girl, my Yorkie Poo last year. It, I really can't believe it's been a year, to be honest. It doesn't, it doesn't seem like it's been that long. But last week, her sister Rosie went in for a teeth cleaning. She was supposed to have a teeth cleaning, and she was going to need some extractions done, and maybe several, which of course made me think, oh my gosh, I have to be a better mommy and do some dental work with my pepperonis. So she went in, and um, the doctor called when it was over and said she's awake. She um, is sitting in one of my staff's lap in a, in a blanket wrapped up, and she's doing wonderfully. She did say, however, that during the surgery at the end, uh, her heart rate started to drop some, so they actually rushed her out of anesthesia. But again, she said she's, she seems to be doing well. Well, she called about 4.30, which was hmm, probably a couple of hours later. Well, she called, I'm sorry, the first time and said, pick her up at 6. She'll be ready at 6 o'clock, but I want to give her that long to make sure she's, you know, everything's okay. So I was planning to go get her at 6. She called at 4.30, and I was getting ready to go into an appointment, and um, I answered the phone real quick because I saw that it was her, and she said, something has happened, and Rosie is in distress. So she suggested or, yeah, pretty much said, you need to get up here ASAP. She said she started panting, um, and they put her in oxygen crate, you know, oxygen tent, but it's actually this glass box. And she said, you know, get up here as soon as you can, because quite honestly, we don't know where this is going at the moment. So I called Michael, her daddy, and we met at the vet and Rosie was in her little oxygen crate, and she was panting, and you could tell, like, her stomach was a little distended, and she, of course, you know, was like, Mommy's here, let me out, (laughs) and tried to, you know, she sat up, and she seemed okay, but not wonderful, and what she was showing, the symptoms, or the signs, whatever you want to call them, the panting, distended stomach, it was so familiar, because that is what Daisy did the day that she passed. So as Michael and I sat there and watched her, and we, we did open the crate a couple of times, the glass door, and love on her a little bit. But the oxygen, of course, would go down the oxygen level in that space, and she would start breathing more labored. So as we're watching her, and I'm remembering that I had asked Daisy to go lay with her all day. 
it began to dawn on me, not, oh my God, she's, you know, how could this happen or any of that. And believe me, the tears were streaming. (laughs) But it dawned on me that Daisy had come to take her home. So I proceeded to point out to Michael that that was what had happened with Daisy because he was not there when Daisy declined. He was at work when that happened. So I said, that's exactly what happened with Daisy. And she's showing us that she's here and that she will be taking her to the other side. Now, I promise you I'm getting to the good, I mean, (laughs) how how you move through grief with grace and ease. But I had to share that story so that you can understand how we can actually move through things quicker if we decide that's what we want to do. So the doctor was giving me all the different things that I could try to do. We could take her home. We could take her to an emergency room, let her stay overnight. We could take her to a specialist. But I told her, and she was off working with other patients, of course, as we were sitting with Rosie. And I told her that every time, you know, the two times that we had opened the door to, you know, I loved on her. And then when Michael showed up, he did the same, that her breathing really shifted um, when that oxygen went down at all. So I looked at her and I said, I'm not taking her home. (laughs) And I said, I don't think I want to do a bunch of extreme measures because I really felt like she was showing me it was time to let her go. So Michael and I discussed it and I said, I really think it's time to, you know, it's just time. And to be honest, the universe made it so easy for me this time. Because although that's never easy, to do that, it was not a struggle to decide. Like I didn't have to wonder, gosh, should I, should I try all these things and try to save her and try to, um, you know, miraculously heal her like I did with Daisy, which Daisy was a long five months of an emotional roller coaster. And Daisy actually was beginning to show improvement with her Crohn's disease, which is a very rare condition in dogs. But when I brought her home from the hospital, she had somehow gotten fluid or blood clot in her lungs. Again, her symptoms were the same as what Rosie was showing us this time. And this just happened last week with Rosie. Now, yes, I've had to choke back tears a few times talking about this, but I, I just felt so inclined to record this to let you know how we can let go of grief quicker and that it's okay. There's not a timeline, a length of time that we're supposed to be grieving. Like those, that's those limiting beliefs or those conditions that we've either been put on from society or we put on ourselves that, well, I'm supposed to be sad for this amount of time or I'm not supposed to look for another pet or another soulmate or anything because it's too soon. Because our loved ones, fur babies or human form, are having the time of their life. They're not grieving anymore. They're not sad. They're not hurt. They're not sick. And they only want us to be happy. They don't, they're not sitting there saying, please cry for me for a long, long time. Because that means that you really loved me. Hell no. They're not doing that at all. All they're doing is sending love and blessings saying, please, please heal feel me near you, notice the signs I'm sending you, 
please, please know that I'm with you still. So we sent Rosie on to be with her sister. And she wasted no time in sending those magical signs. Now, Daisy's sign that she sends is the very first night that of her passing, I had her to look into the sky that night. And I thought it was going to be a shooting star, to be honest. I didn't know what she was going to show me. <clears throat> and I ended up looking up and I saw a, there were all, you know, stars, all these white twinkly stars. And there was one star that was twinkling blue, electric blue. Now that star still shows up in the sky and it shows up everywhere. Like we'll go out to eat and there'll be electric blue star uh, on the wall in, in a framed photo on commercials on TV. It doesn't matter. Like it shows up everywhere. Well, Rosie, I, I told Michael, I said, she's going to show up as a red star. Like I said, she keeps showing me a red star. So I thought it was funny that she was showing me stars again. And that night we were watching a television show. And sure enough, there was a little boy on the show. And now I had made the comment earlier to Michael that how about that? Our girls are going to show up as stars, both of them, because they were stars. But we're watching the show and the little boy has a t-shirt on. It's a red star. And it actually says on his shirt, all stars. You know that all stars, but it was, it was profound. I was like, Michael, did you see that? Well, he didn't see it. So I had to rewind it and show him. And we, I said, oh my God. I said, she's just as magical as Daisy is. And I really want to make sure that you know, we're all just as magical. So I, you know, immediately upon her passing though, I could see her run up to Daisy. Like they're running the hill and she's so excited. And I realized at that moment that I didn't, I didn't realize how much Rosie missed Daisy. I mean, she faked it well here and she, believe me, became Queen Rosie. She was, she had many names, Queen Rosie, Pooker, Pookie, <laughs> and she was babied and honored and spoiled. They always were, but she just really seemed to like, um, I don't know. She just got a lot more, it seemed like. So I told him, I told Michael, I said, oh my God, they're running together. And she missed Daisy so much. I didn't realize how much she missed her, but they're, she's so happy to be back with her. So Yes, it is a blessing to be able to do what I do and see that. I love it. I check in daily and, you know, I can immediately go there when I say, show me where you are. I can see exactly what they're doing. And it's a cool thing because I can actually do that with my clients, many clients that I do readings for. We connect with their loved ones and I can tell them what they're doing there. And they're like, I mean, they're always like, oh my God, that makes so, so much sense. That's exactly what they would be doing. So, so as this pain started of losing Rosie, because anyone that's lost anyone, I don't care if it's human fur baby. I mean, these are our children, these little fur babies or whatever your little pet is. It's, it's our child. The pain starts and you begin grieving. However, that is for you. I mean, tears started to flowing. So I started walking on the riverbank behind my house each day. And I'd always say, you know, the first day I'm like, Rosie, give me signs. Well, sure enough, she's sending me signs. I'm getting these red hearts everywhere. I mean, red stars and red hearts, because that's what Daisy shifted into as well, was blue stars and blue hearts. And she continues to send those. So I'm walking the riverbank because I got up the next day 
and our house was so quiet. And I'm sure many of you know what that feeling is like. So I walked on the riverbank, went out to that morning, and I said, you know, give me signs, show me where you are. And I could see them. It was a beautiful experience. But I started walking and calling on the angels. And I said, angels, please take this pain away. Please take this pain away. Make this easier for me. Help me move through this easy, um, quicker. Take this pain away because I don't like it. Now, granted, yes, we're here in this human form and we're going to grieve, but I cannot begin to, to tell you how profound my healing has been this time, how quick it has happened. I mean, Daisy, I'll be honest, I didn't even leave my house for three or four days. I was a wreck. But I did things differently this time. I, don't, I truly don't believe it's just because a difference in a dog or how they passed. I did it differently. I asked the angels to help me heal. I asked them to take the pain away. And in a two, three days after Rosie's passing, I, I mean, I felt lighter and brighter. I knew my heart was healing. I could talk about her without breaking down. I mean, it, I started doing, I started going to hot yoga more. I started doing the things to heal myself. So the angels were helping me. They were taking the pain away but I was also being guided to what would continue to help me heal. And the day of this recording, um, I'm on day five in a row for hot yoga, and I feel fantastic. I haven't done that in so long, and I realize now that it's much needed. I need to up my, my yoga practice. So I wanted to talk about this today because we can move through grief with grace and ease. We can heal quicker or sooner. And it doesn't mean that we're not honoring another soul or that we're cheating on anyone or that we're ungrateful for them or that we're some jerk or it's take it from me. This feels a lot better than to continue to be crying about her because that's not honoring her. Honoring her is healing my heart, healing my soul and doing it with the angel's help and as quickly as possible so that I can always, always imagine her in that beautiful space without any sadness. You can do this too, whatever it is that you're grieving, whether it's a relationship that has been lost or that is falling apart or falling away, if you've lost a loved one, a pet, a career that you loved. Ask the angels to help you move through it with grace and ease. Ask them to take the pain away and ask them to do it quickly. Help me heal. Help me release this pain. I don't like this feeling. Take it from me and they will answer your call. So Michael and I have already started looking for new pepperonis. Um, I don't know if we're getting one or two, but we are. Again, we're not like looking. I've asked, I told Daisy and Rosie, bring me your next, bring me your next, your, your cousins, your sisters, whoever, bring me the next ones whenever it's, t it's time. And, um, 
I know that they will show up when the time is right and it will be the perfect relationship, the perfect bond. So again, I'm not out here stressing and trying to find the next replacement. I'm ready. I'd take them today if they showed up, but I'm allowing universe to bring them to me when it's time. I'm letting go of control and I'm just allowing it to happen. So something I want to start doing after each, at the end of each podcast is that I'm going to start pulling a card for all of you. And I love to pull cards for myself every morning. But here's what I've decided to do. On the days that I'm going to pull cards for the podcast, I haven't even pulled cards for myself yet. So the messages we get today from this deck of cards that I chose specifically for today, again, (laughs) I say chose, but I don't choose them. I just get an idea of which deck to go grab, and I grab a deck. So this deck is by Doreen Virtue, and it is the Magical Unicorns Oracle Cards. One of my favorite decks. There's 44 cards in the deck, and there's a little booklet that comes with the deck. And each deck of cards has a um, a little booklet. I think I said that. I, I honestly, I lost my I lost my thoughts because I was shuffling and a card flew out. <laughs> so I was like, oh, oh, when okay, when a card flies out of a deck, you're definitely gonna be. You definitely want to look at that card. So I always tell people, you know, get your own deck of cards and you can get your own messages. You don't need to go to anyone that's certified. You don't have to, you just don't have to do any of that. There's a little book inside that guides you. It tells you how to set up your deck, how to infuse the deck with your energy, and then how to, you know, different card readings that you could do. Now, I just generally, for me, the number is three. I usually pick three cards out of each deck, but that can shift, that can change. That's just usually the number that pops in my head. Okay, so this deck, the Magical Unicorns, I have been seeing unicorns everywhere. I have bought my third unicorn in two weeks. I have a little gold, heavy, like paperweight unicorn on my desk. Beautiful. I love it. Um, I have a pink and white unicorn bank on my desk. Like as I'm talking to you, I'm looking at them. And then I I purchased a, a giraffe stuffed animal for my grandson, Jace, because he loves giraffes. But there was a unicorn sitting there, and I had to have the unicorn. So I have those two stuffed animals sitting here on the bench next to me. So this is a unicorn deck by Dorian Virtue. It's called Magical Unicorns. It's a beautiful turquoise color deck. It has an, a, a just a stunning young lady on the top of her unicorn, just bending over and hugging her unicorn as if to say, we are a team. We are in this together. I love it. So here we go. I shuffled the cards. One fell out, and then... That's the first one we will talk about. Then boom, boom, there's two and three. So I, the first card is listen to your true feelings. Don't let others talk you into doing something that you know is wrong. Now, this card, listen to your true feelings, is it covers a broad spectrum. What this card is saying is it is time to be true to you, true to you, what it is that you want to manifest into your life, what you want your life to look like, what you want. You have to listen to your true feelings. You you can't fake it anymore. (laughs) You just can't fake it. You can't fake happiness. You can't fake 
being a pleaser when you're dying inside. You just can't fake it anymore. Listen to your true feelings. It's time to honor those because those are your, your true feelings are your guiding light. They are, they are your intuition. They're trying to guide you. If you'd only listen. The next card is a beautiful unicorn sitting up in the clouds, looking over at a sunset and laying peacefully on the ground. And it says, happy thoughts. To feel happier right now, think about a memory or something else that makes you smile. If you've ever heard me talk about this, I am adamant that we can change everything with our thoughts, but we have to catch our thoughts first. So we have to catch those negative thoughts and we have to shift them into something else. We have to change them. And we have 16 seconds to do that. 16 seconds, that's powerful. 16 seconds before the universe starts bringing your thoughts to fruition. You have, that is such power. So let's think right now. I don't care what you're going through or what you're thinking about or what's happening in your life right now. Think of something right now that brings you so much joy. What makes you so happy? Feel it within. Feel that energy and that vibration of joy. <sighs> Take a deep breath and just release it. Anytime you get those old stories that come up, for example, when this all happened with Rosie, I, for one or two seconds, I kid you not, I went into, oh my God, this is what happened to Daisy. And I said at that moment, I am not going to be in that vibration. Not, and I'm not saying I was in the vibration of she's going to live, we're going to save her. I was not going to be in the vibration of the sadness, oh my God, she's going, she's dying. I was in, I switched it immediately and said, thank you so much, Daisy, for giving me this big wink. I know it's you. I know you're here. I know you're here to take her home. And how easy, how much easier this time for me because I didn't have to make some big decision. She was declining. It was easy to make. It was so much easier to make the decision to, to let her go than to watch her breathe like that. So it was easier. Doesn't mean it wasn't sad, but it was easier. So the third card in this unicorn deck says, try something new. Uh, you'll only know what you can do if you can do something if you try it. We are all being not just nudged, but pushed out of our comfort zone. I mean, universe is saying, come on, enough is enough. It's time to live. It's time to grow. It's time to try new things. It's, tr it's time to have adventures. Try something new. Sit down today and decide what that is going to be. I was just speaking with a client last night. She's very sick. And um, she's married and... They sit home all the time. I came on the reading. I said, oh, my Lord. I said, you have got to do something. I am, I said, I am so like, I'm seeing complete boredom and blah and yuck and low energy in your house because you don't do anything. I said, you've convinced yourself that you're too sick to go out, but you're not. And she goes, you're right. I said, and I said, honey, I mean this with love because I was, I had Lyme disease for eight years, but I said, get out of victimhood today. 
get out of it, decide you're going to get out of it, decide you're going to prevail and you're going to do something. So she was like, right, I'm going to sit down today and I'm going <clears> to, <throat> my husband and I are going to start planning all the things that we're going to do. And I said, do it and do some new things, do some old things you loved, do it, do it, do it. So this message is for all of you. Do something new. What is it you could do differently? Something new. And if you're with a partner, spouse, anything, and they don't want to do it, you just go do it on your own. Because guess what? They're going to see you having so much fun. They're going to want to join in. All right, so I'm now, I have opened up on my website, juliatreat.com, um, a page that says shop. It's my shop. It's just an easy way for you to find some of the things that I talk about here on the podcast. And I will have Doreen Virtue's Magical Unicorn Oracle Cards on that, on my website. We're in the process of getting it up right now. So give or take a few days if you listen to this right when it's launched, this podcast. But it will be up there soon. And every time I do a reading, whatever deck of cards I use, I will have the link so that you can go find them and purchase your own deck if you so choose. All right. Thank you so much for listening. I am blessed to share space with you, to be here on this planet together, finding our way together. And I want you to know I am always, always sending love and blessings to each and every one of you. I will see you soon. God bless.